There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined as always by Michael. Hello, everybody. I would like to point out that, much like your favorite mass produced light beer, this podcast is also not brewed with corn syrup. Hey, oh. Very important to know. I feel like I, I missed that specific commercial yesterday, but. It just kept popping up a lot. It seems like they would come back from a break and poor Jim Nance would have to read Bud Light, not brewed with corn syrup. (laughs) Fantastic. Moving on, back to the Super Bowl. Those commercials, those in-game reads were about as interesting as the game itself. Yeah. Which is, I I think, where we're going to start off tonight. Well, other than Texas Tech winning by 31 Against West Virginia. What? What? Man, so I'm a little disappointed. We were hoping for a 40-point lead at one point in the game. I, you didn't have to win by 40, but Michael watched the second half over here at the 23 personnel South HQ. Mm-hmm. And we got to 38 once on a three, I think, by Parker Hicks. Yeah, it was pretty. It was, it was, a, it was a high moment. High moment here at the... At the HQ, which I, I, I think was interesting. I think everybody, all the walk-ons felt energized by that three because they all took a three <laughs> and they all missed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I also think that uh, it, it can also be punctuated by me immediately asking Spencer, who the hell was that <laughs> <laughs> the, after, the, after that three went in? The other thing, so Imbala is not a, a, a walk-on, but he, he had like a six-foot cushion I was like, what are you doing, man? Take that. Shoot it. Shoot it. And he did. And it's like, oh, no. That was bad. Whiff. <laughs> and surprisingly, somehow it still went off of a West Virginia player when Tech got the ball back. That was their luck tonight, and I just couldn't be happier. So we will talk about the basketball game here in a few minutes. We'll, we'll get you some of our instant reaction. But we've got to talk about the Super Bowl. Well, we don't have to. Yeah. It's just. We will. Briefly, I'm sure. So let me say this. As a person that has no had no rooting interest in the game. It sucked. The commercials pretty much sucked. I I felt obligated to watch it because it was a Super Bowl. Otherwise, I would have turned it off way before the end of the game. I would have found something else to do with my time. And I didn't. I kind of feel I sat there for four and a half hours and like bored out of my mind. We we touched on it in the Slack chat the Staking the planes, brain trust. The commercials just have really gone downhill the last couple of years, and it's interesting. You don't watch the national championship, even though you've seen Bama and Clemson play each other four times. You don't watch it for the commercials, and you don't care if they're good or not. And they don't try to be. It's just kind of whatever. And I guess maybe that's where we should 
land with Super Bowl commercials, but they've been a thing for 30 years now. Just something yeah. since, since the 1984 commercial and 35 years. You almost didn't get a Budweiser Clydesdale commercial. It was like kind of sneaky that there actually was a Clydesdale commercial. When they, they like zoomed. The field. Yes, and then they bought all that wind. They bought all that wind. They bought the wind. Yeah, they own the wind. And it said, uh, "Our beer is is brewed by the wind." Brewed by wind. <laughs> Other thing, more interesting than the actual game. Hang on, hang on. I, I got to touch on that a little bit. That's such crap. They just buy credits. They buy credits. There's no way. The only way that the power that you get that is brewed by wind is if you're sitting next to a wind farm, and they run a line to your. <laughs> To your brewery. There's no way that that can be traced. It's just they're they're making some statement, some donation somewhere. Like pe- like how people in Austin say they they can uh, they're run off of wind power. Well, where's that generated? Fort Stockton, Sweetwater, <laughs> Snyder. Sure, yeah. That let's trace that. There's back to a where definite. From. There's a there's a, a a connection running straight from that wind turbine into an Austin house. Some yeah yeah. It's it's I going, guarantee it. It's straight there. Anyway, sorry. That's <laughs> that's always bugged me. Sorry, I was going to say the other interesting thing was that your boy got a new smoker. Yeah, you did a new smoker. First smoker. Went ahead and jumped in and got a pellet smoker because those are just super easy. Z Grills, kind of an upper up and coming brand, did not disappoint. Held temperature like a boss. Yeah, yeah. Sip, Little, did it sip fuel? Did it did. It I was, I was it? surprised. So it ran for a total probably close to eight or nine hours, and so it, the hopper holds a full twenty pound bag. Um, it probably used four. Or five pounds. Oh yeah, that's great. So it it, it could probably do a, a full brisket on a bag. Yeah, I bet you're um, right. So yeah, I smoked a a pork butt, made some pulled pork. Uh, had a frustrating experience at Red River Meats only because they are the only people on the planet that calls a pork butt a blade roast. Because I was like, why is this? Like I was looking for a pork butt or a pork shoulder, or whatever. Couldn't find anything. In the in the very corner, they had blade roasts. I was like, "Well, I know the pork butt is the shoulder, and it has the blade bone in it." Yeah, and that's what you want, right? And that's what it was. But it was called a blade roast. I I did I did a quick Google search in the stores. Like, I don't want to walk out with the wrong cut of meat, which I I kind of just accepted because I couldn't find anything called a blade roast online. I was like, "Well, it's close enough, right? Whatever." Yeah, it, it, it's pork butt. The other thing that, that threw me off was the first one, the first one I picked up. I was expecting the eight to ten pound range. Mm-hmm. First one I picked up was three and a half pounds. I was like, "That's not gonna." So a blade roast, three and a half pounds. Like these things weren't adding. I was like, "I don't want to buy the wrong cut of meat." Of course, but no, no it was fine. I, I I shuffled to the back of the little container of blade roasts and found a seven pounder, the, the biggest one they had. Um, Going at four forty-five on a Friday afternoon, probably not the best time to pick up a uh, on Super Bowl a, weekend a hunk of meat. Yeah, they had they still had plenty of briskets. They had some aged briskets that look a little choice. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested in all their aged stuff. I, I need to go over and get a 
like when an aged bone-in ribeye or something crazy. Um, so we're going back for for aged bone-in ribeyes for Valentine's that, Day. You do that reverse sear stuff? Yeah, I'm going to smoke it first uh, and then is, sear it in the cast iron. This is just wonderful. Yeah, can't wait. Good. Um, so pulled pork turned out fantastic, super easy. It ran, so it was seven pounds, ran for right at six and a half hours. Yeah. I put it on eight o'clock Sunday morning, pulled it off at 2.30. Hour to hour and a half per pound, that's what you shoot for. Yep. And it took less than an hour per pound. And then you just, you've got your wireless thermometer. Oh, it was so good. Which was... is great. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Yours has dual probes, which I'm very jealous of. It has room for two probes. Um, It was interesting. I, I was timing it there at the end. It was climbing the last 25 degrees about a degree every, almost exactly every two minutes. You were timing it? I did. Because I was like, I was trying to, t- I was trying to figure out like how much longer is going to go. Right. Because we still had plenty of time before we had to go to our Super Bowl party. But I was like, I just wanted to figure out. So like I had a stopwatch going. I had to lap every time it, it passed a, a degree. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly averaged out to two minutes a degree, the last 20, 25 degrees. Well, that's interesting to know. And you were running at 250? 275. 275. So it ran for almost four hours until it hit 160, and then I wrapped it. Foil or butcher paper? Foil. I don't have butcher I, paper yet. I usually do. Because people like the the... It seems like the advantage of the butcher paper is to get more bark and stuff on whatever you're smoking, mm-hmm. but I think that's more advantageous for brisket where bark is more important. Yeah. To me, anyway, bark's more important on brisket than it is on pulled pork, so I usually wrap with foil on pulled pork, too. The The only things that I've seen on pulled pork, if you do wrap it, because a, a lot of people won't, they'll just let it stall out for hours on end. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Um is that when they do wrap it, they wrap it in foil. Yeah. So it's like, I don't feel bad wrapping. No, I, I, uh-uh. I don't know if I'd feel bad wrapping a brisket in foil, but like purist in me that wants to do it right is like, no, I, I should get the butcher paper. I've the, so I've seen, I've done both with brisket and I have seen 
much better results, much more of the kind of bark you're looking for mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of a steamy Sunday roast type <laughs> uh, result with brisket. But with pork, I think I've, I've enjoyed the foil better because if you're pulling it, I, I don't think the, the bark doesn't really matter that much. You basically just, you went, well, you do tear it apart. Yeah. But you're not preserving a lot of the bark anyways because you're, no, you're, it's, you're cutting through it. You're going to get a, a tiny thimble head. No, like a needle head size of bark on yeah, it's not as one important. string of your pulled pork. Um, It'll be fine. The other thing is shortly after I wrapped it, I went ahead and made some baked beans. And, and I say baked. I just, I, I put them in another one of those roasting foil roasting pans and put it on the smoker with the beans. Would you, would you the, do that like 350 or? Mm-mm. No, it just, it? it just sat on the, on the, on the smoker with the, the pulled pork. Did the, the pork butt. Did the smoke add a. I couldn't tell. But what I do with my barbecue beans is I, I, I get like a big can of Bush's beans. Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter what, what the beans are because I, I. Doctor them up. I, I drain all the sauce out of it, out of the can. Then I replace it with my own mix of barbecue sauce, syrup, ketchup, mustard, brown sugar. So your baked beans. Unlike Bud Light, not might contain they do corn have, syrup. They probably do. Uh, okay. Right. Anyways, I, I, I can live with that. And then once I pulled the pulled pork off, I bought two sausages at Red Room Meats. I got a jalapeno cheddar and a jalapeno. I didn't mean to get a, both spicy. I mean to get a regular one. Yeah. But I grabbed a jalapeno one. Um, so I warmed those up on the on the smoker for like another hour, and they were fantastic. Dude, you you went all you. Got awesome. a good good smattering of tests there. We did. It was so good. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about the Super Bowl besides, blah. Yeah, we have lots of other things to talk about. And since we started late, I think we should just move on. Let's roll. I'm ready, man. So Texas Tech baseball, Dinger Derby podcast is officially launched. Episode one is available for all those pod catching services. I was gonna say servers, but it's only one server services to catch your pods episode two will drop this week on tuesday excited about that opening day is a week from friday the 15th i think two o'clock two o'clock against oregon you host oregon for a four game series and then kentucky yeah I, I know what time it is because i've got a friend of mine coming in town that weekend and if it if the time would have worked out better we might have tried to go but yeah two's kind of not the best for either of us that day. So um, last season we had season tickets for our office. I don't think they got renewed. Oh no. Cause I think they were part of ours. Like we were able to talk them into a sponsorship. They were like just to match it with us. I think they sold those instead of giving them away. Um, my boss has a season ticket that she won't be using all the time. But it's also like in a really visible part of like they're like third row up behind home plate. So they're always on camera. I was like, I don't know if I want to sit there. <laughs> so I may be going Come to on, embrace embrace it, man. Let's get some twenty three personnel merch. I know, just like a little sign back there. Yeah. Like a little dinger derby flag of some stake wonder, in the plane caps. I, I I wonder if I was holding up a sign like that, like if they would ask me to like to take sir, it down. Sir, this is like somebody from, from, from like ESPN. So I'm going to get the stadium crew to get down there and take that man's sign. <laughs> <laughs> Just like says subscribe to Dinger Derby and 23 personnel. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so excited about the baseball season coming up. Um, I don't know if we, we probably mentioned last, cause I think we recorded in time last week. There was another preseason accolade for Josh Young. Um, baseball America, I think named him. Obviously he's got a lot of, a lot of those, but I think baseball America was one of the last ones to come out and say he is a preseason all American. Um, Texas tech was picked to finish first in the conference from the big 12 coaches. Uh, I'm trying to think there was six coaches picked tech to finish first. Uh, two picked Baylor, I think. No. Two, I am no help. Two picked TCU, one picked Baylor. Okay. Okay. And the rule is you can't vote for yourself. So you're not going to get, you're not going to be unanimous. You're obviously like you're, you're going to vote for, you know, Tim so Tadlock, Tadlock is, is going to TCU or Baylor. Yeah. Um, I like the way those guys play. <laughs> That's a really good Tim Tadlock. I'm sad we didn't record that. I'm going to try to keep working on it. Oh, wait. Um, and then also the, um, silence. Sorry. Tailgate dinner. Good gravy. Oh yeah. That's coming up. <laughs> that's is coming it Friday? Friday. I've got the ticket like, uh, my goodness magnetized to my, the fridge behind me. It's Friday the 8th. Yes. At, at Kegels. going to meet Keith of the Dinger Derby podcast. By the way, follow Keith at Keith B. Patrick on the Twitter and at Dinger underscore Derby. You. Yep. And you can listen on Spotify. I got into where um, I'm at my PC almost all day at work. So I've gotten to where I listen to podcasts on Spotify. That's kind of an easy way to keep up with it instead of having to hook up my phone or, you know, go through effort. Yep. Does it play on the Spotify? It does. The only other thing I wanted to mention besides, I mean, being that we're still a week out, I can't wait for the baseball season to start. Not that I'm I'm trying to get over the basketball season. Um, Cause it seemed like everybody that was posting about the Super Bowl and the NFL, like, well, now that that football season's over, it's baseball season time. And it's just about right. Got a week and a half between end of football and baseball starting almost two weeks. Really excited about this season. If you couldn't tell by my voice, I'm super pumped. <laughs> Sorry, I can it's, tell. it's almost 11 o'clock at night. We started super late because the basketball game, because it's called, what, 50, 51 fouls, something uh, stupid last, like that? Yeah, last I checked, it was 51. Uh, a two-hour game went two and a half hours. Let me see if that number has changed. No, it wasn't 51. It was, um, yeah, no, it's 51. Okay. 22 plus 29. Yep. But before we get there, we still have one more sport to talk about. Okay. And I want to talk about Texas Tech football. So do I. I've got a couple things. Well, one thing is that National Signing Day, hashtag NSD, is this week, Wednesday, February the 6th. 6th. Sorry, the I checked the phone. Um, Texas Tech has a handful of unsigned commits that will be signing on Wednesday, most notably not including Stephen Parker. He verbally committed to Kansas this afternoon. Kind of a big loss. He was your first verbal commit of this class like two years ago. It's the highest rated four-star defensive end. 
and decided to go with Emmett Jones to be a Jayhawk. Well, we kind of saw this coming a little bit. We knew that his recruiting prowess was oh, definitely <laughs> going to be missed. Um, and this is case number one. That's that's what you get with coaching turnover. Just not this. It's not the fun part of it. There's really no. There hasn't been a very. I wouldn't say it's been a fun process altogether. I think I think Wells and Yost and the rest of the guys will have a good chance to do a good job. But and they were at the basketball game tonight. They were. They were sitting right in front of my mom. And they did a uh, or Coach Wells did a in game interview with Holly Rowe. Mm-hmm. Keith has labeled him the master of coach speak. He's pretty good at it, but he. <laughs> He plays. He's good at like one or two phrases, right? He's locked in on the play hard, coach him hard, love him hard. I I kind of think Kingsbury was kind of a master himself in a certain way of just deflecting and then saying nothing. and not saying anything. He yeah. was a master of that type of coach speak. Wells seems to be the type that he he can say the right positive things quite a bit and I, I think he'll also jump in as evidenced by I think he went off his notes a little bit on the when he was introduced to Texas Tech at the supermarkets arena I think he will on occasion just probably have a little spur of the moment mm-hmm. thought that's going to slip out or he'll show a little bit more emotion and I think that'll be a welcome change but yeah he's he's pretty good in front of the mic there's no doubt yep um, this past weekend, he tweeted out Reckham X4. Oh, there was four? Last there I was saw four. it was three. Mm-hmm. So my best guess is that he was getting affirmations from currently committed players, although there was there were two new commits that announced over the weekend. Dadrian Taylor, the all-purpose, well, I hope I'm saying that name right, uh, all-purpose running back from Oklahoma, Pretty shifty little dude. Looks pretty good. That'll be good. There's a kicker from Riverside, California, the Riverside Juco, that the likes of Sedell Foster, uh, Will Smith came from. Um, And there was somebody else, I feel, that we heard about. I think Seth was on top of it trying to tweet tweet him out on Staking the Plane, so that's where I'm... And he may have actually gotten a couple of commitment posts posts up on staking the planes. Let's check that out. But yeah, kicker Jonathan Garibay, Garibay, and then running back Dadrian Taylor are the names we know for sure. So um, interested to see how the rest of the class kind of finalizes and shakes out on Wednesday. Um after the early signing period for the first time this this year, back in middle of December, where you got uh, 10 or 11 guys, now you'll get the rest of your class. And then really start building towards uh, start, the start of spring practice. Interesting, I saw a video the other day. Uh, it looks like Clemson has already started their spring practice because they awarded like one of their equipment managers with... Tickets to the Super Bowl out of practice. Oh, wow. So, like, they took no time off. That's that's how you build. <laughs> Championships are won in 
Well, they're literally one in January, <laughs> but they're also one in January. Yeah, that's for the next gen. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Go, go, Tigers. Roll, roll, Tigers. Roll, Tigers. There it was. Yeah, so I, I'd be interested to see if they if they do like their their spring practice and they just spread it out like instead of every other day or every day like Tech does it, where they will stack up the fifteen practices pretty close together. Yeah, if they kind of sp- spread it out, or if they just knock it out and like, okay, we're done February fifteenth. We'll see you back in August. <laughs> Everyone, take a break. Enjoy yourselves. We'll see you in six months. Or I, I have a feeling there's a lot of quote unquote voluntary practices. A lot of going conditioning. on over yeah. in, at Clemson. Clemson. I had I had one thing to bring up on the football front. Yes, you did. Go. I have. I, I was browsing around for some season tickets today, and would you believe that they are, they are completely sold out except for four sections on the east side. I wouldn't believe that. That doesn't make any sense at all, does it? Because I've actually heard a lot of people returning theirs this right? year. Right. But if you go to the website right now and try to buy season tickets, there are none available except for four, some some smattering of seats on the east side. That's How is that possible? They probably haven't updated it yet or they're just, they're, they're holding off to like, or they have a handful of like waiting list people that... There's got to be. I I know there's a. It goes through some stages. The I, I think the the folks who have the chance to renew have until February or April. Because I, I was kind of thinking, and this is the the cynical side of of myself, that this might be a good year to get back into season tickets because I thought there might be some turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, and one because of the schedule one just because of the coaching change in general doesn't mean that they don't like Matt Wells or anything but it's just more of a oh it's a coaching change let's just kind of see how this plays out there may be a lot of people that who were on the fence or were already off the fence that weren't jump going to jump back on until uh a couple seasons under a new coach so i'm i'm kind of looking to to jump in there get my feet in the door on some decent seats possibly this year and then try to hang on to them until Hocut keeps charging more for the same thing for eternity. Yeah. While adding seats, but cutting concessions and adding beer. That was nice. I, I, I didn't mention that. I did take advantage of the, the $5 nacho and bottle of water. It was the nachos were two bucks. The bottle of water was three. Dude, $2 nachos are going down. Those are those are very well-priced $2 nachos because you they no longer do that thing where they give you the paste picani on the side, <laughs> which I don't really miss because usually what you would get, it's almost like they ran it through a strainer and they took out all the chunky bits <laughs> and, and, give and, you the liquid. and threw them away somewhere. I, I, there's just a pile of chunky paste bits somewhere underneath the Jones. We don't know where they went. And then you just get like this, this, this soup, this paste soup that you spill on the way back to your seat. But what they, what they've done with the $2 nachos is it's just chips with cheese on the top of it. And then they pile in a huge helping of jalapenos on the side. So kind of like a movie theater. Pretty order. much. Yeah. It's very nice. It's a, it's a great value. Two bucks. That's crazy. I can't wait to, to partake. Yeah. At some point in the season. I don't know if it would be basketball. Well, so we are, we are going to the basketball. We're going to the Kansas game. 
couple weeks. That's right. You are going to, yeah. Yep. Um, we'll be going to a baseball game at, at some point this season because my boss said that she's not going to use all of them and I'm, I'm on her list of rotation or who she's going to give a ticket to. So I'm definitely going to uh, try to get out there. I need, I need to see at least one game this year. And if, if I don't like, if I take the ticket and don't sit in the seat, I can probably go try to sit with Keith and his group. If they'll allow me to <laughs> hint, 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 because while he does have season tickets, they're in the unassigned area. Yeah. yeah. So it's the, still like, first come, first serve. There would be room. Well, I, I say that. It's not like I would be taking somebody's assigned seat, but Keith, if you're listening, let me join you. <laughs> Gosh. Sorry, that was really That's not going to help your case at, no, all. at all. Yeah. I, I just made it worse. He's Keith, gonna, it's, he's gonna message the decision me. is totally yours. He's going to message me at tomorrow. How far are we in? 26 minutes to like 8. 35 tomorrow morning. It's like, Spencer, <laughs> you're never sitting with me. Disinvited. I never want to see you at the baseball game. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about some basketball. Okay. Do you want to talk about tonight's game first? Or you want to talk about Kansas mm. from Saturday? Let's, let's do tonight's game first. All right. 81 to 50. That was good. 31 point victory. Uh, at one point, the bar pointed the stat out. You had taken, you had attempted more, um, technical technical free throws than West Virginia had made field goals. Yes, they tied the season low across all of NCAA basketball this year for nine made field goals in the entire game. Surprisingly, still scored fifty points. Well, because they because they shot they shot seventy percent from the free throw line, and they they went. took forty one free throw. Yeah, they made twenty nine of them. So if you take up the 29, they would have scored 21 points off field goals. Yep. Off eight field goals. So they hit two threes and six layup well, jump and I, shots. They, their first three was the first shot of the game. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't make another one until the last two minutes, I think. No, so the, the there, there's two pretty close together. Oh, you, you mean three? Yes. Oh. Because there was a there was oh, a sh- they, they made three threes. Sorry, there was a stretch where three for sixteen. Oh it, man, That's it was bad. after they made their, their first two shots. They went twelve and a half game minutes without making another free throw. Or sorry, another field goal. Yeah, and then they they made one field goal. Like if you look at the last was it sixteen and a half minutes of the first half, they had one field goal. It was the one that was like a minute to go in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then it took them another eight minutes, just about in the second half, to make their first field goal. Yeah, it was just but be- it was be- twelve minutes and change was what was on the clock when they made their first field goal in the second half. They shot so th- th- this field goal percentage actually went up from its lowest point in the game. Shot just over twenty three percent, nine for thirty nine. They were at one point when I checked it at one point at thirteen percent. Right, they it, they were shooting so poorly that he, when you checked it and it was thirteen percent, they made another shot and that jumped, jumped them all the way 16. to sixteen. <laughs> I mean, threw them just through the roof. Yeah, and and it was it was a three, so they went from ten percent to three, to like, whatever two of eleven is. I'm I'm not ready to talk about Saturday just yet, but okay. I, I wanted to point out how, how nice it is to be on this side of it, to have a. To, to have a team that's red hot and then another 
team that partially because you're playing great defense, but partially just because none of them could make a shot tonight. That kind of game is is a lot more fun to watch from this side. For the entire game, you shot nearly 53% from the field. At one point in the game, you were – I only remember this because we, we made note of it because a stat popped up on the screen. You were 7 of 8 in the second half, which was – I don't know what that math is. It's a decent Almost run. 90%. Yeah, 92.5, I think. That's 87 nuts. and a half. Oh, you went the wrong way. I went the wrong way. Um, you shot eight for 22 from three. So just over 36%. So yeah, probably because of all the threes that the walk-ons threw up there at the end of the game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, Parker Hicks went one of three. Andrew Sorrell's O of two. Avery Benson O of two. Josh Mbala O of one. All of those attempts, so that's one, three, five, eight. Eight of those attempts came with like the last five minutes of the game. And one make so out, of you that, were, out of that group. So you were seven of 14. You were shooting 50% until the walk-on until, started Until we cleared threes. the bench. <laughs> and still finished at 36%. Yeah. Um, I said it earlier. I really hoped at one point you would have gotten to a 40-point lead. You get really close after Hicks hit his one three-pointer and you got to 38, West Virginia did not want to go down 40 points. and They, they clawed back to 31. A respectable 31. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I made the comment to, to Michael here at the house and then on the Slack chat. I was like, you know, on Saturday when we shot 35% against Kansas, it was super frustrating. I was like, I wonder how mad West Virginia fans were at, at one point shooting 13%. It's just got to be terrible. And and they showed the stat during the game, too, that in 20 years, the fewest field goals that West Virginia has ever made in a game was 10. No, Until now. Now it's nine. They very nearly shot the fewest amount for the entire season in any, of any, of any team. And then we gave up a, a junk layup with yeah it was it was a layup of all things with like a minute to go they couldn't hit a layup all night it was beautiful yeah because I I think it was it wasn't that shot it was the one before it where their first points in the I think they have I think they had four points well, and in it the was, paint what's even worse it was a layup off a turnover yeah there were some really stupid there turnovers re- some really bad passes by the uh, by the B team yeah you you had you forced West Virginia into twenty six turnovers. You turn the ball over 21 times. Yeah, I have a feeling four or five of those were probably in the last five minutes. So Josh Mbala had two. Avery Benson had two. Brandon Francis had three. Kyler Edwards had, had four. Um, Odiase very nearly had himself a double-double. Nine points, ten rebounds. He He did pretty well on Saturday, too, in, especially in terms of not – fouling in the first 15 seconds of the game he didn't do that tonight so it's like a two-game streak he's on it uh but you're still fouling first before you even take a shot which is still ridiculously dumb um oh speaking of ridiculously dumb how about the uh, cross-legged guy yeah let's talk about snagging our boy mooney on the bench over there yeah route r-o-u-t-t so mooney is running out to cover a three-point attempt on a west virginia shooter 
overshoots a little bit, ends up almost falling onto the laps of the West Virginia players on the bench. And they showed a replay of it. Um, Route actually wraps his legs around, or his his feet around Mooney's legs and trips him coming off the bench. And as it happened live, I kind of commented to Michael, like, ooh, did, did Mooney trip off somebody on the, the, the bench? I was like, oh, probably not. The shot is missed, and then almost immediately, the refs are running back towards the scorer's table calling for a review. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, clear enough that, that when they went to the re- replay, they saw route. He had his legs comfortable position. Uh, I'm going to call them they're open. He was sitting comfortably, right? Yeah. Um, and then Mooney kind of falls into him, and then you see him cross his ankles as his feet came together to wrap around Mooney's feet and tripped him. Duke got ejected. It, it's great. It, are you familiar with uh, Club Trillion? I have no idea what that is. That is where if you ever get in a game, yet you somehow get all zeros on your stat sheet. <laughs> Club Trillion. It's just all zeros. I, I forget I forget the guy's name. I believe his name's, his last name's Titus. Uh, he writes for the Ringer now. I think he played. He he played. He was a bench warmer at Ohio State or something. You know, I'm not dogging the guy. Anybody who is on the bench on a D1 team, that's you're an athlete. But he he's self described bench warmer, and he was a, a member of the Club Trillion <laughs> Club, and that's kind of where he he came up with it because he could get into a game for a minute or two, but then not impact it at all as far as the stat sheet. That's what's great about this route game is he never played a second. And he he the only only uh, entry on his stat line is a foul is a personal foul like zeros across the board, field goals three points free free throws rebounds assists steals blocks turnovers personal foul one <laughs> points zero, and he got ejected for it yeah and he got ejected, <laughs> and I I loved how he was trying to like way to play he made the stat though he, he made did. the stat sheet he made the stat he's the only person that. So if he hadn't fouled here, I don't know if he would have made it into the game. Only player that didn't get into the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, he he probably would have made it in. Probably. But the other thing I loved was he was trying to like trying to play innocent. He's like, oh, I didn't do Yeah, anything. they showed that. I don't know what they're talking about. And it was hard to tell at first because it, it seemed plausible that Mooney's, he could have just tripped. Yeah. You know, he could have just gotten tripped up. It wasn't, it didn't seem like that. But they show like the super, the super grainy zoom in from like 300% from the yeah. broadcast camera. And yeah, you, you saw him like cross his legs. Yeah, you've got the up. second cameraman on the grassy knoll and he's like, oh yeah. There's a Bruder film. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they've definitely some cross-leggedness going on here. <laughs> and dude, he got it's ejected for crossing his legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, Let's talk about that for a second. I didn't do anything. Um, So yeah, as bad as it was on Saturday losing to Kansas and it... Admittedly, okay, so you were on the road in Lawrence against a fired-up Kansas team. They had just come off a loss to Texas. The last time you played in Lawrence, you beat them, so they were, they're were they going to be trying to embarrass you to, to get you back for that. Um, I guess we do have to talk about it, huh? Yeah, sorry. They couldn't miss. I mean, it wasn't that you played no. bad. I mean, you didn't have a very great start, but Kansas did not miss. They shot for the game nearly 46% from the field, um, which is surprisingly not as good as you shot tonight. Well, and that <laughs> includes 55% in the first half. So the first yeah. half is obviously is was, every, was better. Anyone who watched the game 
the first half is what killed you. Yep. The second half, you were able to hold your own, but it really didn't matter at that point. They shot 43% from three. They, it was stupid. They shot 60% from three in the first half. They were nine for 15. And then finished the game 13 of 30. They took 33-point attempts, which is a lot. That's quite a few. You you took 28. You made six. Yeah, and we were behind. <laughs> yeah, you shot for the game 34.4%, still better than West Virginia. Shout out. 21% from three, still better than West Virginia. Shout out. <clears throat> 59% from free throw. I think West Virginia beat you on that one. Finally. 70, almost 71%. Yeah. But they also took 41 attempts, and I don't think you got anywhere near 41 attempts because Kansas got some stupid calls. Now, granted, they they, they did not affect they the outcome. didn't necessarily affect the outcome. The one that was – there were two really egregious calls, one against Culver where he he blocked a guy. No, no, he dunked over a guy and got called for a charge. Oh, that's – The referee was calling a block, and I was like, wait, 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 we're in Kansas. And then he – like mid-call, he was like uh, – he had both fists in the air, ready, about to ready to call a block, and he's like, "Charge!" Oh man! <laughs> and then uh, the other one that got me—it was like thirty seconds left in the game, right? And they have a—they Kansas emptied their bench too. They had a bunch of walk-ons. Dude catches a rebound. His foot is so far out of bounds; it's like his heel is in the painted portion of their floor. So their floor is like the natural wood color, right? And they have a white stripe that goes around to mark out of bounds, and they have blue painted outside of that. His heel was in the blue. There's well, a referee he, standing right over it, looking at my screenshot. Has him looking at it. You probably had a blue shoe, though, right? I mean, it's white. Oh, he had a white shoe. Oh, there's, there's no, there's no excuse for this. The, even white on white, you'd be like, okay, his foot is breaking the line. Like, there's no, there's no separation between his foot and the line, which means he's out of bounds. Yeah. No, it was into the blue. Okay. Yes, thirty seconds left. You're down by twenty. <laughs> whatever it was didn't change the outcome of the game but like it was it's a clear example of Kansas getting just a ridiculous call like they got when Culver was called for a charge on an obvious block Culver got called for another stupid foul tonight that was he got called for a defensive foul when the replay showed like he clearly knocked the ball out of oh, his hand on it that breakaway all, yeah. yeah it was all ball that was all ball that's for sure um so Culver's been robbed of a couple of highlights at the rim because of bad officiating. The chase down block is yeah. one of the most exciting plays. And in he basketball. had it. He had it. He had and it. And they called him for a foul. Um, I think Owens was there too. Neither of them fouled him. I forget who else was there. So, but Culver clearly had the block. But uh, maybe it was, maybe it was Edwards. The the other, really quickly back to tonight's game. Other really interesting thing. While there were 51 fouls called, nobody fouled out. It was evenly distributed? The only person that left the game was was obviously the route dude that tripped up Mooney off the bench. But Yeah, you're right. Nobody West Virginia had, had, had a, five. There were probably a bunch of people that had four. Yeah, there were a couple of starters with four. Ahmad and Harris had four. Um, and then for Tech, you had Culver and Owens probably with Owens, four. Yeah. And Corpru. I didn't realize Corpru got that close. Yep. Um, so, sorry with that interruption. Back to the Kansas game. You also saw shot really terribly from the free throw line. 
Um, granted, it was toward the end, but you had like missed five or six in a row. Mbala had like four of them when he got into the game and took like a bunch of shots. Um, and the other thing, and it was not something I realized until Frischilla pointed it out tonight, the Kansas game plan was to not go into the lane against Odiase and Owens as much. Just to bring them out. To get them out, which is why I, I made the comment in the Slack. I was like, Owens looks so lost on defense because he was playing defense and not his, his area of the floor. Right. He was trying to cover guys like out around the, the perimeter. Um, he always looked late. He was getting his hands up late because the guys he was covering was not ready or expecting them to shoot, be shooting threes. So as much disgust as I threw his way on Saturday, I guess I can give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because that was the game plan from Bill Self. Right. It worked. He was out of his element on purpose. Yep. Um, but very quietly had himself a double-double. 12 points, 10 boards on Saturday against Kansas. Um, the other thing we mentioned last week is that Chris Beard is looking to have four players score double figures, and that usually equals a win. Um, Tech had four players and scoring double figures against Kansas. They didn't have like a superstar score a whole bunch. Uh, Moretti led them with 14. And like Owens had 12, I think. Mooney had 11. Culver had 11. Culver had 10. 10. Um, so you had four players in double figures, but the thing was you you hit a very hot shooting Kansas team at home. Yeah, they could not miss. So... And then, but and then tonight you had four players in double figures: uh, Culver with twelve, Moretti with eleven, Corpru with ten, and I didn't know this, but Brandon Francis high point with sixteen. Yeah, I didn't. It, I didn't put that together. It's I didn't realize season that. Season high. They were talking about in the broadcast. I missed it. I was probably coming up with something really witty to say in the Slack chat. Huh. Yeah, there was some good witticism going sure, on. Sure, of course there was. Especially when we were talking about trying to figure out what the fans were chanting. We're pretty sure it was just Bob. It, de- Bob, it depends on Bob, who you ask, though, because Kyle seemed to think they were chanting Brahms. <sighs> There's an ongoing Brahms versus Whataburger debate. It's not even a debate, and it started on it started on a, a, a comment section from Mistaking the Plains post on Friday. Yes, but Friday, but it had been brought up bef- a couple of times before. I think Kyle's not new even, to it. They're not even in the same realm. They're not. They don't get this comparison. It's not like Waterburger versus In and Out. Same thing. They're not in the same realm. No. Um, one because Brahms and In and Out are both trash. Like if you want to, if you want to compare Brahms and In and Out, I'm all about that. <laughs> like battle for who's the worst ever. Yeah, I'm all about that. You don't like In and Out at all, do you? It's dumb, dude. They have like three things on their menu, and you're supposed to know some super secret combination of words to get exactly what you want. They won't tell you what they are. It's just get stupid. Just get you a cheeseburger. (laughs) Yeah, and they're like they're like a third of the size of a normal human being's burger. Because to get a normal size burger, you have to order eighteen different combinations of words. Kind of like going to Starbucks. I don't know what those words are either. I mean, yeah, it's okay. I, I don't want to get Yeah, the, we're Team Whataburger, by the way, when it comes to Brahms v. Whataburger, which somehow I, is a thing. I changed my name in our Slack chat to Whataburger is Life 
change my avatar to the Whataburger logo. That confused in me. In response to Kyle, because he changed his, his avatar to the Brahms logo. That confused me so much because I would look down at my phone at work, and when my phone decides to give me Slack notifications, it... Um, it decided to that day, and I just kept seeing the Whataburger logo pop up. And I yes, thought, sir. did someone sign us up for every time <laughs> Whataburger tweets? We see it kind because of, we can see all the the tech athletic Twitter accounts when they tweet, we get Dude, notified. That's an idea. I should load them. I really as one thought of the that's Twitter what it, I really thought that's what it was, and I was like, well, that's gonna get old. <laughs> if if I'm getting notified because Whataburger tweeted, I'll, I'll just go. I'll just go eat on my own. I don't need any advertising. I'm good there. Okay. So going into our Slack chat, they opened Sports Center with the tripping foul against Route. Oh, that's good. I wonder if SVP will talk about it. Such a bizarre scenario. What what makes you think I mean you're not I don't know, in high school you definitely would have gotten away with that. But in college there's there's a little bit more riding on everything. Not just riding on wins and losses, but the player's health. You know, what if something really weird would have happened and he'd have leapt off thinking he had full control of that left foot and then landed on his face and got a concussion or something? You never know. Yeah, that would have been really strange if, like, Mooney had come up with, like, a hobbled ankle or something. Yeah, or just, just some bizarre injury. I'm sure the kid wasn't thinking – through it that much but he got caught yeah that is disrespectful to basketball if anything Uh, so okay let's talk about that for a second i was a little disappointed classless in the atmosphere i was expecting a whole lot more just witty things from the students and chanting bob well the dance party that was supposed to be like there were some guys in costume there's a really there's a winner wearing like running shorts from the 80s and a tank top that was Two or three sizes too small. Yeah. Light blue running shorts. Yeah. Um, Vividly stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think one solution to that is is don't get completely blown out by Kansas two days before. Yeah. and that's I mean, Like it or not, that's kind of where, where our fans are. We're not they're, – they're, they're not fully 100% diehard. We're going to be there no matter what. And apparently they have to be asked to show up from Chris Beard himself. Begged, practically. And uh, yeah, got to hand them koozies and go where they are. Got to go. Got to go to the Chimmies. I wonder if he's going to have one at Charlie B's. I don't even know what that is. It's a place. It's a place where they play the the music. <laughs> They've got the dance floors. Okay, if you say so, I will believe you. Um. I really don't know where the kids go. I'm assuming that some go there just because that's the only place you can really go country dancing in town that's not chances are. So I think that that one's frequented by the kids, but I don't know of any other places. I'm I'm completely out of touch. I don't know if people go to the library now. Maybe. Was it pretty busy that time that you judged the chili cook off? Nope. It was also a, a game it was during night. a tech game. Yeah, so that wasn't a great time to. Maybe that was maybe that was part of it. Well, and also, 
if memory serves me correctly, places didn't get busy till 11. That's true. I was out of there at like nine. Yeah. So they were just, people were just starting to trickle I, in. I had to come to 23 personnel headquarters North to record a post game. So instant reaction, instant reaction to the Kansas debacle, Kansas state, Kansas state. Awful. Let's not relive that. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I am currently uploading an image to the, uh, Slack chat notification. Gosh, you're too busy over there. Um, Michael, did we get any questions this week? I don't know if we did. I didn't I'm a little see disappointed any. In I you didn't guys. see any guys. Y'all, y'all need to ask us some questions about about life, about anything. Answers from the universe. What's the what's what's the what's the actual question from? Oh my gosh! What's the name of that movie? Hold on. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There it is. What's funny is I've never seen that movie or read the book, but I know about the question and the answer because so many other people know about it and they've had to mansplain it to me. It's 42, man. What are you talking, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you, what are you saying? So right now, what do you got? What do you after saying? tonight, Kansas state is still atop of the big 12, six and two. Baylor's second at six and two, and because OU decided to lose tonight, Iowa Iowa State is third with at seven and three, Kansas fourth at six and three, and your Red Raiders are fifth at six and four. There's a lot of um, it's a it's a close race, and of course Texas is right there in it. Well, not really in it, but they're two games back at four and five. They're not out of it. To round saying. out the top six. And um, Joey Brackets thinks. <laughs> Joey Brackets. I can't even say that without laughing. The, thinks that the Big 12 was going to get eight teams into the into the dance. The Joey, big dance. Joey Brackets is, is a guy on the Sopranos that we never got to meet. <laughs> hey, hey, here comes Joey Brackets. He's coming down the street. <laughs> Check him um, out. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, say- Joey. Joey, who, who you... <laughs> who you who you got? Who you got? Is the 16th seed going to upset this year? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's see. Hey, Joey. <laughs> so, obviously, we're talking about Joe Lenardi, but... it. He got introduced tonight on the broadcast as Joey Brackett. So I, I love like, it. It's great. <laughs> and like he has a stupid face <laughs> in the picture. Um, it, do, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't match up. We got no. Joey Brackett's over here. He's going to give us some tips. I think I sound like uh, oh what uh, John Travolta's character on Welcome Back, Cotter. Was it Barbarino? What was his name? I can't remember. That's a very dated reference. <laughs> no, sorry. I was. I, was I am lo- in my mid thirties. I'm not this old, but I, I do know what that show is. I will be thirty this year. Oh, you will be thirty. I will be thirty in June. Mm. June ninth. Yep. Your back's time, about to start hurting you. About the t- oh, I, I've I've it's gone coming. through a couple spells of back pain this year. I'm like I'm spells. Too, I'm too young for this. You're having spells. That's already. That's that's thirty talk right there. Yep. So the uh, bad ankles, bad back. Bad knees. 
They're coming. Birthday comes uh, firmly in the super regional stage of the baseball season. As it did last year, my birthday was game two against Duke. Did Tech win that one? Saturday game. I believe so. Well, there you go. No, no, no. Your good luck. Happy birthday. It was game one this year because we were on the the side of the Super Regionals. It started a day later than everybody else. Okay. Because we got delayed. Whatever. Um, So we had one person chime in when I called for questions. It wasn't actually a question. It was Rob Bro. Oh, friend of the show, Rob Bro. Friend of the show, Rob Bro. He, he, we have to officially tell him what date he'll be joining the show, but he's... He's, he's committed to he's, joining the 23 Personal Podcast. He has. As a guest? As a guest. We'll have him on here. This at is some big point, news. Probably this, this month. Yes. Um, okay, so this is a quoted tweet of a screenshot. of uh, It was fantastic. So, Zachary Fuller um, on YouTube posted this comment. Can you bleeps please quit using the term 11 personnel there's always 11 personnel on the <laughs> dang field you can't have less than 11 on both sides of the ball the most ridiculous thing i consistently hear y'all say so annoying um rob bro says this guy would love your podcast because <laughs> we talk about 23 personnel <clears throat> the antithesis of texas tech football maybe not so much well i say that um Eleven, oddly enough, is will be ninety six. Gonna be the norm. Yeah. Ninety six percent. Just like Sean McVay. Except for this weekend for some reason. Decided to throw everything he knew about football out the window and was God, can we get back on that just for a little bit? That was that was excruciating to watch. Sure. What else you got? Th- not much, but <laughs> I I mean Brady didn't even play well. It was was Edelman the MVP? Yeah. That's how exciting this game was. He caught 10 passes, man. Well, because... Because they didn't know how to cover a stick route. I don't know. <laughs> no one knows how to cover this guy. Well, how many, how many he did he catch in, every, over, how many catch in overtime against the Chiefs? Like three? I don't. I didn't watch that game. Ugh. But he had 10 catches this I week. Wonder if, I wonder if Brady's going to throw it to Edelman. They should say that every... Every single play. You know what I was I was I was frustrated and disappointed in? We got zero play predictions from Tony Romo. Zero. He well, not once said this is what's gonna happen. He did he did predict a timeout once. Ooh. I I remember well, it, towards the end he said, Well what they're gonna do here is they're gonna wait for the play clock to get to zero and call a timeout. And that was exactly what they did. And it was well before the clock started and all that. He was just that was the one thing I did catch. And he, but he never really did do any um, any predictions. Yeah, that there was one where he either like right after it happened said, "Oh, well that that call he just means that they're going to run to the right." But I think it was after Brady made the the check at the line. I can't remember the the R word he was yelling out, but it was an R, and they ran to the right. Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin, hot! Oh no! Oh no! And there goes uh, Sony Michelle off right tackle. <laughs> Anyways, um, you went one and one this week in basketball. You lost to Kansas on the road. It's okay. It happens. It's Lawrence. Came home, bounced back in a big way. Big way against the struggling 
struggling West Virginia Mountaineers. And it does help that you kind of put them there. 81 to 50. Um, Headed to Norman on Saturday. Headed to Norman on Saturday. Obviously, it's a place you can win on the road. I mean, Iowa State did it, but Iowa State is likely a better offensive team than you are. Yes. But winning in Norman is not out of the question. Um, And then you are off again until next weekend. You don't have a midweek game next week. You get little. Yeah, you do. Wednesday. Wednesday gets Wednesday the 13th. Oklahoma State. Yep, and it's on the road too. Yeah, so you're, you're in still water. You hit both Oklahomas back to back. Oklahoma and then, teams. And then you host Baylor? Yep. Next Saturday. That's mm-hmm. what it was. The 16th. The and, day of the Lubbock Pancake Festival. Yeah, put on going, by the Lions Club. Not going to that. Oh, I, um, we have tickets, so we're probably going to go. It's pancakes, man. Yeah. Pancakes Anyways. and sausage. And and half frozen orange juice. <laughs> It's never, I remember, it, it's it's so funny because it's the same orange juice you get as a kid at, um, in the cafeteria. It was never completely thawed, <laughs> ever. I don't think it was ever completely thawed. There were always chunks of ice in it, and it's just, it's kind of comforting to get that same, you know, tiny carton of like the little various, plastic one with the foil. No, it's not plastic. Top. It's it's carton like, oh. like milk carton of orange juice. That is various degrees of frozen, even just next to each other. Like you, you might get two or three for your family, and then you bring them back, and someone's is a solid block of ice, and then the other ones are kind of slushy. It's delightful. Yeah, but yeah, you host you host Baylor on the sixteenth, and then that that fall that's the week. Um, you go from the sixteenth to the twenty third. You go from Saturday to Saturday. No game in between. There and the twenty third, of course, is the big Kansas game, which we'll be at. All right, seven p.m. So Saturday night. That's a that's a good time for a basketball game. With the opportunity to end the podcast under an hour, we're going to do it just barely. <laughs> you know, I had to. Samantha and I've been digging Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's a great show, and we just had to get this in. Um. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us again on the 23 Personnel Podcast.